This episode is brought to you by Grip Equipment, the world's premier disc golf bags. For 10% off the AX4, BX2, CS2, and G-Series bags, use the promo code THEFLIGHTDIARY at checkout. I've personally used a grip bag for almost a decade now, and I can guarantee you it is a phenomenal piece of disc golf equipment. Head on over to grip-eq.com. Promo code ends on November 16th. You're listening to The Flight Diary, an intimate collection of stories, theories, and thoughts from the world of professional disc golf. I'm your host, Brian Earhart. Joining me on this week's episode is my good friend and Team Discraft captain, Paul Uliberry. Throughout the year, Paul and I will occasionally sit down, have a drink, and just riff back and forth about various disc golf concepts that have been running through our heads. In this particular session, I ask Paul about the possibility of a distance dystopia evolving on tour, where elite level distance throwers are not challenged enough by the courses, and the game begins to prioritize technical skill and knowledge less and less. Here's what he had to say. Talk to me about distance, and talk to me about distance on the pro tour right now, and where this is going to go. Are we going to hit like a dystopian future where, you know... (laughs) you know tech techie skill like has no merit no no that's not golf like you you're gonna need all the shots eventually and i feel like there's a few ways this can go but distance it'll be a separate thing you know like on the pga tour the long drive champions they don't play on the pga tour Mm -hmm. You yeah, know. there's guys that swing way faster and hit way farther than the top golfers. Right Bombers, now. and their down tempo ain't that good. Otherwise, they'd yeah. be on tour, right? But you do have these other people like DeChambeau right now who's just... Smoking ooh. the ball. But guess what happened when Tiger was smoking the ball? They changed the courses. Mm-hmm. They tiger-proofed these places, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah. And they made distance not a thing, and now they're going to have to do it again. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen in disc golf. It has to happen because... It's like an illegal weapon right now. Yeah. The USDGC this last week was a distance competition. There's these new bunker rules. Like It was just like this funny thing that I was watching. Mm. 800-foot rollers, and people were jump putting on what used to be the hardest par fours in the game. And I was just like, this has to change. And it will. The courses will get harder, Mm -hmm. and distance won't be as important it'll be accurate at distance Mm -hmm. now the courses will get bigger so the accurate 500 foot distance Mm -hmm. that we're seeing now that wasn't a thing 10 years ago no 500 was like the distance like end game that was like yeah Yeah. that was like long drive competition type stuff i mean double g's been around for a long time but he won every single he there was none of people like him there's like three of them the evolution of double g is interesting because now and i don't know if he did this a lot when i wasn't touring he's throwing an 11 speed now 500 feet like, he's throwing hyzer flips, straight shots, 500 feet. Yeah. So I think the disc golf player, it has to adapt with the courses. Mm-hmm. And the courses were built for distance. Guess what happened with the PDJ did? They got rid of stroke and distance. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this before, but that's what holds golf together. Yeah. That's what holds... You're talking about traditional golf. All golf. Yeah, okay. That's what holds golf together because it says, hey, you can't hit it on this side of the fairway. Mm-hmm. If you do... You have to tee it up again or re-throw. We don't have that rule anymore, mm-hmm. which means you can throw it as far as you can, and there's really nothing bad that can happen. Except for maybe going out of bounds. and Right away? Be- yeah, you can go out of bounds yeah. with our regular rule, and then 
have to re-tee from there. But guess what? These guys are throwing it so far that they can flip it 500 feet down the fairway and then have it go out of bounds and be like, well, if it flips down there, I'll just go out of bounds there and I'll have a 50-foot up shot. Yeah. You see what I mean? Exactly. Like they're smart enough and good enough golfers to get around the rules. Mm -hmm. Now what happens when there's stroke and distance on the whole right side? There's no shot that's flipping at 500 feet. There's no shot that's going over it rarely. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be pushed to the left side. Mm Mm-hmm. And that means that distance will not be a thing. But we don't have that rule in disc golf right now. So you think right now we're still on an upward climb in regards to the courses are not going to punish having insane power. And you think the players are going to keep continuing to to get more What happened this last weekend? It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. The USDGC played like a little kiddie pool. And then weather came in. And these people who throw it a billion miles couldn't throw it a billion miles. And they had to golf for one round Mm -hmm. in their life. What happened? People went from like fifth place to missing cash in one round. Yeah. You know why? Because they don't know how to golf. Yeah. That literally happened this last weekend. The same course, mm-hmm. there was a stroke and distance now because mm-hmm. you th- threw it and it didn't go anywhere. It went straight out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It was that. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, this last weekend in USDGC, we had this crazy storm come in that for like, two hours straight was just torrential downpour and no lightning and no lightning and wind (laughs) and it was just incredible i got the biggest smile on my face because i'm like oh i can just chip 250 foot shots and bounds and just beat everybody Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened yeah i i think uh there was like five people who dropped like 30 spots out of the cash you know long throwers too Mm -hmm. I'm not picking on you if you're listening to this. It's just I, I, that's what I believe. And that's what you've is noticed the pro- and... is, is the problem right now is there's no golfing. Yeah. So so what courses right now do you believe force the players to golf the most? Force the players to earn the victory rather than kind of outclassing uh, the other you, players. USCGC used to be that way until they came up with this bunker rule where you can throw it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Play hole one, okay. Mm-hmm. Hole two, same rules became the easiest hole ever mm-hmm. because you can throw a roller all the way up there and you'll never bogey it ever. I saw Double G have a jump putt or Eagle last year. Didn't he two it? Yeah. Roller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hole three now you can throw it, miss the miss the whole place and just putt it and it's fine. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to land in bounds. Like you play it from out of bounds. Mm-hmm. What? That'd be like playing it from a lake. Yeah. <laughs> so you think so you think right now stroke and distance is what can save disc golf. Yeah. The in yeah, what agree. tasteful way? Because I think there's a lot of people that would say stroke and distance just slows the game down. But how would you utilize it differently? Say you right. stop playing and you get to design a gold level course. Let's say whole. Let's go, let's go back to hole three USDGC classic par three, right? But kind of a lost shot. Imagine if that's stroke and distance. What mm-hmm. does that put emphasis on, Brian? Throwing direct, throwing direct with touch, no mm-hmm. speed coming in. It's yeah. becoming a lost shot. Mm-hmm. It really is. Except for your up shots on like 500. Like that's not a hole anymore. Yeah. Which means that nobody's practicing that because it really doesn't matter. You can throw fast disc into there, skip wherever you want. It's mm-hmm. all good. You know, especially on the pro tour. How many shots are like that on the pro tour right now? Like touchy? Like yeah, land that touchy, is soft? touchy, soft, downhill, be soft. Man, not. But no punishable shot. Yeah, like, not know, too many. Not too many. Not you too don't many. Have to, you don't have to practice that. Some of these tournaments, I didn't throw mid-range the whole time. I was mm-hmm. throwing fast driver on every hole. Jonesboro. Yeah, Jonesboro. I didn't I didn't throw 
I didn't throw a mid-range one time, I don't think, the whole weekend. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think I did commentary for one of your rounds, and you just beat a nuke down the fairway, like, every time. That right there, it's not making the hole better, Brian. Mm-hmm. It's making you learn another shot yeah. and be good at that shot, mm-hmm. okay? Now, let's say a wide-open hole. Hole 11. over. I like to use the USDGC because I, I believe this, this course is amazing. Yeah. It's just really bad rules this year. Hole 11 is a par 4 with a windy rope. There's really nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And now you can throw it as far as you can, land wherever you want, throw a 200-foot up shot. And never take a bogey. Never take a bogey ever. Let's say the whole entire left side stroke and distance. Mm-hmm. What happens? Like that middle section. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I like about stroke and distance is it forces the player to do something. Mm-hmm. It forces you to do something. There's no if, ands, or buts mm-hmm. because the penalty is so severe. The mistake is brutal. Mm-hmm. So you have to have control over that specific shot. So if you have it for like, let's say you have stroke and distance on the first shot and then stroke and dis- or on the left side on the first shot and then stroke and distance on the right shot and mm-hmm. on the second shot. I don't want to riddle it over the whole course. It's not fun. It's too stressful. But you're trying to think of like, what what is the common miss on an aggressive shot? Yeah. Essentially. You know, wh- what is the shot that tries to break the hole and how can you, uh, number one, Take players away from putting's too easy. So here's my okay. here's here's my point. Putting's too easy. In golf, putting is so hard, right? The short game is so hard. That's not the case in disc golf. It's literally flip flop. The hard thing driving is, is the most is, important is, thing is, is driving. Okay, so that's the way that I think of it. I think that driving needs to be the hardest, and putting's when you get a little relief, mm-hmm. but you still gotta make the putt. Okay, exactly. So what that means to me is. Off the tee, mm-hmm. you should be punished for a bad shot. And it forces you to play. Let's say it's all stroke and distance mm-hmm. on hole 11. Yeah. I played this one year when it was like that. It was the best thing ever. It was the greatest tournament <laughs> I've ever seen. It was. I saw people just like freaking out. That was when Schuster won, right? Yeah, Schuster yeah. won. And he won with really great scores. And he shot like a bogey-free round his final round or some crazy thing like that. Crazy, right? Yeah. Which will happen, but only one person will do this. Yeah, and that's what probably the winner. Like. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So what happened is on that hole, I played it that year to where I threw a sidearm mm-hmm. and then another sidearm because I have this really controlled shot at 250 mm-hmm. feet. I threw my most controlled shot that I have. Mm-hmm. And I go 250 feet, 250 feet, 250 feet, par. Mm-hmm. And I watch people do the same thing and take pars. And I also watch people try to birdie the hole mm-hmm. and take like 20s. It was the craziest thing ever. Yeah. But for a really accurate player who has... A really great straight shot. Mm-hmm. You can play it a bit further, throw a roller in there, get a birdie. Mm-hmm. A person like Eagle McMahon can throw it short, but then play sidearm all the way to exactly. the pin. With a slower disc even, you know. Sure, but that's still risky. Yeah. But he's gotta he's gotta earn the birdie. You see, and now the whole field is right there. Mm-hmm. If I play a bogey free par, that's a good round. Yeah, oh definitely. Par? Par's a great round. Yeah. Now people are shooting 15 under par. 15 under par on the yeah. hardest course I've ever seen in my life. That's not a real thing, Brian. Yeah. That's an embarrassment to the United States Disc Golf Championship to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really be- I really believe that. There was like a f- two 14 downs and a 15 down and on and on and on. And it was just like, well, yeah, they can. there's no fear. Yeah. There's no way they could possibly bogey. So then they throw it as far as they can. And then one or two of the rounds, they don't throw a bad shot. The hazard it's, rule, I think, is nice in certain situations. Certain situations. When there's no risk of bogey, mm-hmm. it frees your mind. And when your mind's free, you can throw good shots. Mm-hmm. 
But when you're stressed out and you could take a 10 on the hole, mm-hmm. guess what? Throwing really good shots becomes way harder. That's why hole 17 at the United States Disc Golf Championship rips everybody up coming down the stretch. You know why? Pressure. It's a 250-foot shot. Yeah. But when you're stressed and you haven't practiced that your whole life, what's going to happen? It's going to get to you. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do that, right? You should be able to throw a 250. A chip shot. A chipper. Mm-hmm. But you see these guys just, they can't Time do and it. time again, best time. players in the world. The people who are winning the United States Disc Golf Champion, yet the person who's playing better than any player on the planet to that point yeah. can't throw it 250 feet. It's not an accident. That's called pressure. That's the way that it is. And you now, love that. I love it. Guess what? You make that, that hole, uh-huh. okay, the bunker rule. Where you can throw it down there short and just make a putt. People are going to be parking it. There's not going to be, there won't be any pressure. They'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. This is an easy 250 It makes shot. that left placement really irrelevant. I you saw hit. people taking nines on the, on hole 18. Yeah. Beautiful hole. I don't care what hole you, or, mm-hmm. or what OB you put on that hole. You know why? Because you have to have a delicate shot that comes in specifically mm-hmm. on that hole. And you have to make a putt on a high rise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think, think it's one of the best finishing holes in disc golf, if not the best finishing hole in disc golf. Yeah, I think once you're stressed, that's <laughs> these guys on and on in traditional golf are playing for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's pretty stressful, man. Yeah, you definitely. Know? And then they have, and then on top of it, they have to hit this little ball wherever they're supposed to. And if they hit it mm-hmm. right side, they have to tee it up again. If they hit it left, they go to a crazy in the water and they only have 14 balls total and you know what i mean like yeah, there's no, so much that. more get there's so much more stress on these guys in art um we're playing the rubber ducky championships out there to me so so what happened and you had mentioned tiger proofing cuz do you think we're in that phase right now do you think we're in the tiger proofing phase in disc golf right now we should be should be as in you believe it's happening, or do you? No, you, it's not happening. It's becoming opposite. The, this has been the easy. This was the easiest. You, the score wasn't the easiest because of the last day. Yeah, if there's no last day like that, and it's perfectly calm. I think um, one other year we had the the bunker rule in. Yeah, and it was 47 or 40. I think it was 46 under par won the event. That was 10 years ago. Now we're back to that same point. Give me a break. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point that you made that. The, the top long drivers in golf aren't making it on tour. And I think, I wonder if that's ever going to be a thing that the Pro Tour has. It's just a long drive, you know, challenge. I hope that, so. That would be awesome to yeah, watch. That's, well, that's amazing. And I think it would give a lot of people incentive to, to just train distance. Yeah. It, you should, know? it should be a thing for yeah. sure. But right now it's kind of like, well, right now they can use their distance to kind of break a lot of the holes in disc golf. So, they're doing that, but I've been watching this in Europe recently. There's this course called Tempere in Finland, and I've played it, and it's phenomenal. And I've watched some footage of the European Pro Tour play on it, and I, I think they have it right. I think they have a lot of things right in their course design. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think they're evolving in a, in a different way than we yeah, are? Yeah, I, I do think that, but I also think that they, they go at it a different way than our culture does. I think they go at it a lot more professional way and from from being very young, they're they're training, mm-hmm. you know. And these guys are looking at YouTube form and mm-hmm. they're like dedicated. It seems like that to me and that might just be like a 
a culture barrier that I'm not seeing. Yeah. But to me, they look more focused than us. Yeah. You well, know, and have since I've been going over there in the past 10 years. I've watched a lot, especially this year. There's, a, you know, there are these kids, you know, Niklas, who's like 16 years old. There's uh, Severi, who's like 15 years old. And all of these kids at age 15, 16, these holes are demanding them to throw like flippy disc spike hyzer sawed yeah. off 400 feet to a tiered green and they can all execute it. I mean, you're a product of your environment. Exactly. So I'm saying like UC is designing these courses mm -hmm. for this pro tour and they have to adapt their game around it. I do think a lot of our, our best players are able to throw that shot. But what I'm saying is like 15, 16 year old kids are now learning Okay, for distance, I still have to shape the disc every time. Mm -hmm. And that's what you like. You like shaping the disc. And you, you think that's very valuable and very challenging. I do. I do. I have a, a complete different visual of what I, I would like to see disc golf and what it would look like in the future. But it is completely different than a lot of people. I think somebody like Calvin could be a long once-in-a-generation type player because there's no course where you can really design a straight 500 foot shot that you're not going to be able to score on exactly you know like the straight shot is if if you're listening at home learn a straight shot that doesn't move from left to right ever yeah all the way as far as you can throw and then all the way back in and you can go to any course on the planet mm -hmm. and rip the place up yeah calvin can throw an eagle like 470 dead straight dead straight so he gets to a hole yeah. and let's say it bends a little bit to the left like it's a 30 footer to the left or a 30 footer because that's what we're doing we're going okay this is what happens and it naturally if you throw it really good it naturally finishes to the left naturally finishes to the right and it's like that's something in course design that drives me crazy yeah is when is when you're allowed to throw a beefy disc on a slight hyzer and easily get to the basket that's not skilled like i watch 800 rated players do that no knock to 800 rated players their skill arsenal is, is severely limited compared to a professional player. Why are we holding them to the same standard? Sure. Well, one of the things that drives me nuts in course design is that disc golf is too good for some shots, too. Mm -hmm. Right? It's too good. That's too fluky, right? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that at all. I think disc golf is so cool with you can literally throw, like, these little choppy shots that go way right, mm -hmm. right away off the tee. Why don't we have a hole like that? You know, to get in position to where it, you have to throw this specific shot. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there's no other shot on the hole. Mm -hmm. Some people think that that's ridiculous. Oh, well, there can't be this specific. I'm like, what? Why not? Like, that would be that would be great. I was actually my episode with MJ. I was talking to him about that same concept, and he likes he likes the holes where you can get creative. I personally am right in the middle. I think a good course should have both. I, I love the idea of disc golf letting the players express themselves and, and use their bread and butter, you know, however they see fit. But then I also love the idea of having these high-level tee shots. I think hole six at the USDGC is one of the best holes ever. You know With why? the beach? Yeah, because it forces you to do one thing. And it might be biased to mm -hmm. a right-handed player. Well, learn a right-handed shot. Mm -hmm. Learn a sidearm that does it's that. It's not that long of a hole. No, it's not that long of a hole. And the people that I hear whining about it, I'm just like, that's one of the basic shots that is on every course on the planet. It's Slight just, hyzer. It's just forcing you to do it. Yeah. It's forcing you to do it, and when you don't do it, what happens? You're getting a bogey. You get that, beefed. I love that, yeah. right? I love that the player gets punished for not having a shot. Mm -hmm. Now, if it went to the opposite way, I would still love it. Yeah. I would. Yeah, you'd probably throw a similar shot. Yeah. But forehand. Yes. Yeah. No, I completely understand that, and I think, 
Cornepiste. Mm -hmm. There's a tee shot on this course. It's like a 450 foot uphill, like slight dog leg to the left. But the only way to get the disc to push up to the elbow of the fairway on this par four is you have to throw a high flipping distance driver that doesn't spike into the ground. It has to flip as it's moving left. I watched Seppo throw pretty much the most perfect line on it ever, and he has that shot, and he has all the shaping that I think a professional Frisbee player should have. Exactly. What What is your evolution? Like, I guess to wrap this up, where do you see distance oh uh, evolving in disc golf? Because I think distance should be rewarded in some ways. Absolutely. How do you see distance being rewarded in the future as we are now seeing like an uptick in talent? Like, where do you see course design changing and where do you see distance evolving? Okay, so in, in my opinion, distance is exactly where it needs to be right now. And then the courses need to go around it. So I don't feel like it should be getting any further or anything like that or farther. I think people will end up throwing super duper far. Mm -hmm. And those guys will be on that long drive tour that we're talking yeah. about in the future. My thought process to where if disc golf wants to go in a crazy direction mm -hmm. to where it's like totally watchable on TV, it's completely different than these classic people who want it a certain way, mm -hmm. right? I'll design a hole for you. I bet you people would love to watch on TV, okay? okay. And it would be like, whoa, that's cool. Course designers, pay attention. Oh, people are going to rip me for this one. Good. Yeah, good. Hole seven at the USDGC. You take that bamboo, and let's put three of them down a fairway and force you to go through all three of them. On mm -hmm. like a 800-foot par four. Uh, par three. Or a 500-foot shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? Or a 400-foot shot. Like, dead straight. Like, you got to go through all three of them. Now... Right now, to everybody, that seems like a wild idea and so, like, gimmicky and all of this stuff. It's not. It's the same thing as going in the woods. You're just going to get punished for not doing it, and it's making you do something specific. And mm -hmm. the thing that I like the most about it mm -hmm. is people on TV will know exactly what you're trying to do and if you did it. Mm -hmm. And it would be easy to film. And fun to watch. Yeah. Because if somebody sees you throw it, they see a distance of 500 feet, and they watch somebody throw it directly through there, and it goes all the way to the basket, and then they make their putt, they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, that was great. I love triple mandos. So I, I, I'm biased listening to you. I do think triple mandos or any man-made obstacle needs to look pretty and natural. I'm envisioning the sticks on hold two at USDGC. Imagine if they just had ivy growing from them. Yeah. Makes it look so much better. Sure. And if you had a beautiful, like, two or three triple mando hole on this gorgeous, you know, wide open field, I think it would look beautiful if it was covered in ivy. I, I don't think you'd get as much flack for it. But it's, to me, not a crazy ask. The whole point of disc golf is to, is to hit a gap and shape a shot. Like, that's why we fall in love with yes. the game. And people say, well, traditional golf, they don't have it. And it's like, Traditional golf is really boring to watch. We love traditional golf because putting's really difficult mm -hmm. and it's exciting to watch on greens. Mm -hmm. And they do a really good job of building up a player. Mm -hmm. And we fall in love with players and personalities. Exactly. That's what we, and it's beautiful. It's on a green grass course. Mm -hmm. If anybody has ever hit a ball, they know how hard that is. Exactly. So there's a little bit of perspective. We're way, we're way far from that. There's not a lot of people who know how hard disc golf is. The U.S. population just does not quite understand it. Nope. 
And so right now we're in a position where if you want it to be popular and you want it to be liked on TV, it can't be these wide open, nobody knows what's going on, kind of looks silly. Mm -hmm. I believe that. I believe putting it into perspective and making Mm -hmm. it, I love Woods Golf because you know exactly what the player's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Camera crews don't. You know why? It's hard to film. Very hard to film. It's hard for spectators. Mm -hmm. It's not hard if you make them. Exactly. The Flight Diary is edited by Lindsay Rodans, music by Johnny Darge. I am in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for the Myrtle Beach Open this weekend, final event of the year for me. And then the off-season starts and a lot more podcast content is going to be coming out, so be on the lookout for that. We will see you next week. Thank you.